Welcome to Not Uncut, the podcast about uh, growing up and all the stories and fun things that happened in our past. Some of them not so fun. That's right. I'm Harley Anoff. I'm Alex Salzberg. I'm Goy Boy. Hey, Goy Boy. Hey, yo. If I was your boyfriend, I'd never <laughs> let you go. <laughs> I love it. We have a new theme song. Sorry, Adam. It's the beginning of summer. And we're, and we're recording at a different location this week. We are. We are recording at, uh, just like last week, we are recording at my grown-up apartment for grown-ups. We are not in the warm comfort of Harley's childhood bedroom. No. But, uh, you know, sometimes when you were a kid, you would have to leave the comfort of your childhood bedroom because you would be sent to camp in the summer. Yes, it was... Look uh, at you that segue. It is true. It yeah. is true. We were Call sent me a scooter against our... I'm a segue. <laughs> I, I would say 90% of the summer camps I went to were... were um, Terrible? Yeah, and and something I didn't look forward to. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing: I up until high school, I really kind of enjoyed school, or at least thrived in that environment. Because in school, once you learned how to talk, yeah, yeah, in school it was all about paying attention and like doing your work, and you would thrive. Whereas at camp, you'd kind of thrive if you were athletic and, and social. Yeah, I mean, I I would say that. So I'm going to take my statement back. The camps that I really did not like were the all around activity camps. But when I was sent to like a strictly like a basketball or a baseball camp, I did enjoy that because it was, but they were all day camps technically. Yeah. yeah. Right. Nothing so, was overnight. So yeah, you never went to overnight camp either. No, I'm guessing. No, no, absolutely not. As you can guess from no, yeah. never, never. Uh, but <laughs> did, what did I, your parents ever ask if you wanted to go, they'd have no, to send a was, camp escort. Yeah. It, no. it was, it was <laughs> too much. I, yeah. It was a given that it was not going to happen. The ones that I would be, you know, going to a, place in the woods or whatever and and supposed to be there for nine hours doing different activities were the ones that really uh did not leave a a good taste in my mouth yeah what whoa (laughs) what what was it that you specifically didn't like about day camp because i I imagine like me you were sort of okay with school at that point in your life right Um, i mean like you know sometimes you'd have to call the nurse and go home but yeah like you know i did that so much more at camp what i didn't like about the day camps was I, I I just I think they were a little further away and I didn't know the people as well and mm. and there were activities I really hated doing like, like uh, what I I really disliked swimming in a lake I don't like the idea that I can't see underneath me um, <laughs> so one of the first camps that I remember going to was um, I was I was a Boy Scout for a couple of years oh. really that's a twist yeah, but but not not like what you think it was cub scouts what do you think was, we think yeah you think that i was like oh i know how to like do stuff like I, <laughs> <laughs> no we didn't think that yeah, we, yeah don't this, worry no we, we have not misread this, the situation this, this was cub scouts so i everybody did it it was it was one of those things that you know everybody played every sport and everybody did cub scouts for a few you're, years but you're talking about different children than me i, I played cub scouts i played like no sports and did no scouting soccer and I would just run up and down the field until I passed out. (laughs) So I was sent to, not sent like punishment, but uh, Boy Scout camp and I would have to get on a bus and take it to this like undisclosed location that I have no idea where it was. I had a, I was sick to my stomach because I was so nervous about going. I didn't want to leave and it was, you know, it was bad. I'd get to camp and there were different activities and one of them was you'd have to swim in a lake. One time, you know, my foot touched some like mud at the bottom of the lake and it freaked Mm. me out and I, I was like, ah, I don't like this. And they were like, well, your feet shouldn't be touching the bottom. You should be swimming. Um, Whoa. It wasn't like military camp, so I don't know why I have that memory, but it was archery, which was kind of fun. But then there was one with BB guns and some like girl like got hit with one, which just like destroyed my like entire childhood and made me so terrified of BB how did, guns. How did 
it affect her childhood? I don't know. But like, I was so scared of BB guns. And but you were just shooting like, like targets with BB yeah, guns? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, clearly somebody just yeah. like completely messed that up. And then there was uh, bottle rockets. And like, for some reason, a bottle rocket went into my head. What? Uh, yeah, oh. it was like, it was just this like. This must one, have been New Hampshire. It was, no, it was like one thing after another. And it just, ter- it, it was just, and then like the nurse like was, was, it was like one of those movies where like everywhere you turn, freaked you out more so you'd think that like my safe haven would be the nurse but yeah. like this nurse was not your typical like oh let's call your mom this was like a this was like you have a bb gun in your face like we'll put a band-aid on it and Walk get it back off. out there yeah For the first few years, I think my parents tried to send me to kind of like the traditional day camp where you'd have just a variety of activities. And this one camp in particular, I remember, I think it was one of the first summers I'd gone to a day camp in like another town where I didn't really know anyone. I get to camp and our counselors are like, all right, the first activity of the day for this particular group is like sports. And we're like, eh. I was like, all right, already, already this is not going my way. But the, the sport that they took us to, this is day one of camp for a young seven-year-old Alex Salzberg. Wrestling was the first activity. Oh, no. That sounds awful. So we go into a shed, like, you know, like a, a cabin, and they're like wrestling mats and stuff. And so there's like the sports counselors there. But he has just met all of us, and he's just like, all right, you and you are the first ones. I was one of those yous. Oh, my God. And this other kid who clearly looked like kind of a, a jockey kid. Uh, who was bigger than me, was uh, the other one. So I had to go first against this this jock of a kid. The way I picture it is like, basically the scene of my head is like, I get dropped off at camp, we go to this wrestling shed, and then I'm like in this kid's armpit, just like being slammed <laughs> to the, the ground. Best. Doesn't get better than that. So at that point, I began crying. And oh, that sets fight, the tone for the rest yeah, of the time. There. Fight, fight as I may, I could not. You know, when you're a kid, or you know, occasionally as an adult, you start crying and you just like can't stop. It's yeah. just like you're just crying. Yeah, I started crying and I couldn't stop crying for the entire day of camp. Like, try, I just had just sniffling all day. And the worst part is this kid who who beat me at wrestling was like he was being like a real <laughs> about it. Uh, he he kept like coming up to me, and being like, oh. So you're still crying? Yeah, I get it. You just need to cry sometimes. Yeah, just keep crying. You're still crying all day. So I spent the next three days crying of, oh of that God. camp at the nurse. You cried for a full day? It was a full day that's of like crying. A, you must I'm have surprised been exhausted. That, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that's all the kids said to you. Yeah. It's kind of nice of him. I mean, honestly, at this point, if you're crying like six hours later, I'd be like, dude, Get it together. Yeah. Okay. Like, so we get it. You're Grow taking his side. I'm, I mean, I'm on that guy's I mean, side. If you're going to cry all day, <laughs> we don't need to see that. A bad first take. I'm just kidding. I, I would have hugged you because I would have been crying all day, too. Yeah. You'd have been like, I saw what happened. <laughs> I can't, I'm I can't still get broken over up about it. it. <laughs> so then I call my parents to yeah. get you. Right. <laughs> What about yeah. you, Goy? Yeah, what was your day camp experience? My day camp experience was at, um, it was like a summer camp that one of the boarding schools that was nearby ran. I hated the swimming, but at the end of the week, we put on a play. We did the Lion King, and I got to be Simba, so that was the most exciting part. Very cool. Did wow. another student lift you up over a cliff? No, I don't think anyone could have lifted me that. Goy, that's <laughs> Goy. Goy, what a thespian. Oh, my God. Goy, Tabinia. <laughs> 
in the circle of goy. <laughs> Can you feel the goy tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like this that. probably surprises neither of you, but I don't have any like horrible memories of this day camp, except like I didn't want to do the swimming test because I already knew how to swim, and I was like, I hate mm, how terrible I for hate you. This. Yeah, I, I possessed mean, a skill they wanted me to reaffirm. <laughs> no, I was the same way. Yeah, I like I hated. I, I didn't like changing in a locker room. Like mm-hmm. I had a pool, so I didn't need, I didn't, I just felt like it was not, you know, people, I, mean, I was like a fat little kid. So I like didn't well, want to get in the pool anyway. Yeah, you me know? too. People, did you, people, wait, 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 did you ever, did you ever experiment with like a, a t-shirt in the pool identity? No, that was awful. I, that's I, worse. That's yeah, worse. That's, what, that's worse. One, letting it hang out. One summer. Yeah. One summer I experimented with, with that. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe t-shirts better. And, you realize from like the first moment of the first day when you hop in the water, you're like, "This is way worse." It's just clinging to me. It's clinging, and and you're the you're the guy in more different, yeah, right. And then and then, but then know, I like didn't want to like, take it off. Hey, like, what's the? Why are you wearing that? Uh, the sun, the sun. <laughs> yeah, my mom said sun. I can't take it yeah. off. It's not these jelly rolls you can see <laughs> right <laughs> under the t-shirt. Like, this translucent oh, shirt. Oh, my stupid parents made me wear this shirt because like, of the sunblock. Yeah. I wish I could take it off but yeah. i can't look <laughs> if it weren't for the sun you'd see my six-pack yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately mom says no well then if as if i weren't like a big enough pool loser I, there was like a couple year period where i also had tubes in my ears so Wait, i couldn't go tube, under the water tubes like hearing aids no no no. like i was getting ear infections a lot because my my ears weren't you draining like some straws coming out so of they, ears no, no, you couldn't see them they were like on my eardrum okay. but like they couldn't get any water in them so I did like wear like earplugs in the shower <laughs> and I had to wear earplugs in the in the pool oh, too no. so yeah now imagine going to <laughs> actually yeah this was terrible <laughs> I was like I can't even go under the water this is like awful I just want to go swimming for real I just shouldn't be able to swim here I should probably <laughs> I just, just skip I, it I should just go straight to playback <laughs> yeah, get a little t-shirt on each ear <laughs> So I so I had the Boy Scout camp. Obviously, that went really poorly. So they sent me to um, this other camp. You know, it was one of those day camps where there was like arts and crafts and all this stuff. And I do remember though that like there was an overnight option. There was one night where they like had this fun day where like it was a carnival, and then like you could stay overnight like in camp in the in the woods, mm-hmm. and um, you know they cook you breakfast the next day, and then you'd go to camp. That sounds like fun. Yeah, but I, 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 and I like struggled with this for like a whole week. Like, <laughs> like whether or not you my wanted par- to go. My parents were like, "You should do it." You know, like right. it's not a, it's it's not a big commitment. And in and private, they were like, "All right, if he doesn't go to this, yeah. like we we've lost <laughs> we've, the and, problem." Yeah. Well, so I did not go. To oh God! <laughs> but there was so, but there was another option, and that was to stay at camp till seven p.m. Um, or a third option, which was don't do anything. <laughs> I was going to say, just never go. And so, just leave and never come and back. And so um, it took me a while to muster up the courage to stay a few extra hours, but I did that. If, if I wanted to at that moment, I could have said, no, you know, I'm going to stay. But I still was like, nope, this is the right decision. I need to leave. <laughs> but then like, I got home and I was like, 
oh, but maybe I would have been okay. But then at the same time, maybe I would have died. So going or not going, either way, you had the anxiety. Yeah, it was, right. it was, it was the whole thing. And then there was one that you also went to as a kid. Was this the one that was in our town? It's the one in our town. This so, is like the camp that, like, when you were done with like your real camp, yep. you'd like finish off the summer yeah, here. Yeah. So it this, was like, yeah. But was it at a campground? Were all these places yes. at campgrounds? This one this was, was in like, yeah, it was at like a park it was in next, the woods. So of course, I'm next, the only one who went to like some boarding school camp. Well, this one was next to a synagogue. Yeah, it was but weird. so the funny thing about this true story. Um, John Krasinski from The Office. Yeah, he was our counselor. Well, no, he wasn't my counselor. I actually don't remember, but timeline-wise, he would have time been one line of Timeline-wise, he definitely would have been at the camp, but he definitely was not like our specific right. counselor. But we I'm would have sure, noticed the guy looking at the cameras the whole yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> and making weird faces. But... One creative arts camp I went to took the arts angle a little too far, and and uh, if we can, this kind of harkens back to the babysitting episode of sort of seeing things that change you. Um, <laughs> I went to uh, it was actually a Jewish creative arts camp. Oh no, they made you draw Torahs all day. That was it. <laughs> you, right. made, you made dreidels and then they'd sell them. <laughs> hey, go boy. So what else were you doing at this camp? <laughs> uh, we actually did. You probably did this. Did you go to Hebrew school? Yeah. How often did you make a menorah, quote unquote, out of just a plank of wood and like eight like bolts? So, you know. Oh, you went to like the serious Hebrew school though, where it was like multiple times a week, right? It was secular. You sure it wasn't twice a week? Oh, Shertikva was twice a week. Oh, okay. What is I that? went once a week. What? Shertikva is actually next to the said camp next with, to with John Krasinski. Is it, is it a, like a restaurant? No, it's a temple. No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> hey, let's go to Shertikva's. Hey, come What's on down Italian? to Shertikva's. I don't know. It could be anything. I'm Johnny Tikva. If you come on down to Shia Tikva's, we got the best bolognese that you'd ever try How in your I face. How am I supposed to know what, whatever that thing is? I'm Johnny, and this is my wife, Shia, and we own Shia Tikva's. So, this Jewish arts camp, they, uh, so they could have chosen any museum, right? Uh, there are a lot of good museums around there. They could have just chosen the regular art museum. They chose um, the Contemporary Art Museum. Like the one on the waterfront? Yes. And and contemporary art uh, is amazing, but some of the stereotypes about it are true, that it's weird and and, and uh, weird. <laughs> so they take us to the museum. And you know how at, at a museum, sometimes there's like a little room you go in to like watch a little film. Uh, so they take <laughs> us they take us into one of these little, little film rooms, not knowing what's in there. And they, they like sit us all down. Like, all right, the film's about to start. And uh, <laughs> oh God. let me describe to you this film. Look, I'm not an art critic. I am, in fact, an artist, so I, I want to be respectful to my fellow artists. But, like, uh, let me just tell you what this film is. You guys in the audience and at this table with me can decide if this is art or uh, not. The film, <laughs> I think we know where you stand. Uh, was just a still shot of a of a naked man giving himself a sponge bath with a bucket of sudsy water, rubbing soap on himself. Okay. Full frontal nudity of this man. Why would they, they... I don't think they knew it was going to be in this film room. And then... It was intercut with flashing lights and loud noises. This would this would absolutely shape your entire life. Yeah, I, I I am picturing this film extremely vividly. But what I remember even more so is the kids, the reaction of the kids as a whole group. The uh, noises would get more frequent. Like it would start like a slow slow long shot of the guy, and then a long shot of the like flashing lights and scary noises, and it would get more frequent. So this is what the audience sounded like. <clears throat> Ew. Ew, ah, ew, ah, ew, ah, ew, ah. <laughs> <laughs> splish, splash, 
I was taking a bath Long about a Saturday night Yeah Rubbed up just relaxing So we've talked about going to day camp And both of, both of us, uh, I think, also worked at day camps as well Which There was one time where I was a counselor for half the summer And then I was a camper for the other half So it was sort of a gray area of when I was, like, in charge and not yeah. That camp ended up closing, like, later in life But I worked at that camp probably from the ages of, like, 14 to 19 and then um, when I was 20, I it was this was the summer before I graduated from college, and I just I needed a filler job that summer, so I was an acting teacher at this day camp, and um, it was awful. It was just um, and the the owner of the camp would give me a hard time all the time because he'd be like, "Well, you know, this isn't this isn't technically acting," and and my whole thing with camp is like these people are coming here to have a good time. I'm not like. I'm not going to teach not an, I'm not, I'm not going to teach an <laughs> acting camp to people that don't want to act. Yeah. So like if they want to play like a fun game where they like make noises, like I can build <laughs> that as acting, but like so we just butted heads on that to the point where like I just tried to get fired because I How did you try to get yeah, fired? Yeah, what were some of the things you did? Sometimes I'd like <laughs> it was really bad. I would just like sleep. <laughs> Well, speaking of, of drama games, my uh, one of my first summers, I had been like a CIT at other camps, but uh, I started working at this camp in a nearby town, and you do like an orientation day for all of the counselors. So like the camp you worked at, there were like different like sort of specialist counselors who were teachers of different like areas. So there'd be like the sports guy, the drama person, the, yeah. the art lady, and they were usually like in their 20s. And then we were the young teenage counselors going around. So they split us up into groups. And I was in a group with this other guy about my age and sort of an equal level of like chubbiness and sweatiness. <laughs> a, uh, and then like a just a very cute girl from a neighboring town who I continued to have a crush on uh, throughout this particular summer but we're walking around we'd all just met and uh we go to i don't know when the theme of this this podcast became like bodily trauma but let's go let's keep going with it we went to the um <laughs> the drama teacher and the idea was you'd go to each station and that teacher would tell you like here's the type of stuff we do here with the kids so she's like yeah so we're gonna do like different drama games with the kids um why don't we play a game? The four of us. Uh, this is a game that I might play with the kids too. It's a drama game called Body Hide. What? The goal of the game. The the, the word body should never come up. No, it really Just shouldn't ever. She tells uh, the the girl who was with us. Let's call her Allie. She says like, Allie, why don't you lie down on the ground? And I'm. She's like, I'm gonna sit over here and. Alex and we'll call the other guy Mike. Your goal in this game called Body Hide is to arrange yourselves in a way that hides Allie completely from view from all angles. So like so literally to, like, cover her. Yeah. And like, let me tell you, this was a 90 degree day and we were indoors in like an unair conditioned like cabin. How is this? a f Okay. How is this a thing that's hey, okay to do? Cause it's body hide. I <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, I found in a box of old stuff recently. Wow. What, what, what have we got here? So we've got a uh, writing pieces, stories by Alex from grade four. And it's got some like drawings on it, which are better than most adults' yeah, drawings seriously. right now. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so Thank you. what keep, I'm going to do is... Keep it coming. I like this. What so I this is like to... a binder, I believe. It's like a sort of a oh, collection okay. of my stories as a fourth grade author and poems. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just read the first story that I see right here. And it's a it's a poem. Thank you, everyone, for coming out to Poetry Slam tonight 
at Doug's Basement Bongo Bingle. That sounds um, real. That yep. sounds like a real place. And uh, I'm uh, tonight. I'm going to read uh, the Blizzard of '78 by uh, by a wonderful upcoming poet named Alex. Yes, I think what's interesting is that this poet Alex um, wrote a uh, a very personal poem about a snowstorm that was, uh, I believe, eight years before he was born. Yeah, he's he's very uh, he's very intuitive, very ahead of his time. Yeah. I would say. So here we go. <laughs> Blizzard of '78 by Alex. I see the soft snow showers. They're coming really light. Now it's getting harder. The drifts are pure, clean, white. The roads have real bad driving. They've closed many schools. The supermarket's flooded. Flooded, flooded, flooded. The weather's very cool. It's a big blizzard of 78. I'm in my safe, cozy house. Nothing is stirring except for the snow. It's almost as quiet as a mouse. Mouse, mouse, mouse. Wow, that was very moving. Um, how do you guys feel about the um, part that seems a little derivative of the, <laughs> I was of say the night some, before Christmas? There's a little bit of plagiarism down there at the bottom, but okay. Uh, but you know what? Frankly, I think it's quite possible I had never heard that poem as a young Jew. That's quite. Um, Is it? Are there any other any other poems you'd like to read to us before we uh, sip our cappuccinos and and discuss uh, the uh, so we've state got, of? Let me see this. There's something called a telephone poem, and poem is spelled P O A M. Oh, it's one of those telephone poems. Yeah, it's a poem. Uh, I found a better poem that yep. I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, what what um, what is this one called? This <laughs> this one's called the old mummy. Tell us. Okay. About this so this poem. is a this is a pretty serious poem, and I really think the the author of it is uh, tapping into their you know, just some, some really dark places. Okay. Fourth grade Alex was, was a dark fella. Yeah. So uh, here we go. The old mummy. This dead figure is in bad shape. That is why it's covered with tape. It will smash the pots and knock down the paintings while all the people are screaming and fainting. Wow. That is stunning. It's quite something for someone of that age. What a stunning night of poetry! Uh, if you, it's truly amazing. If you enjoy the, the arts, talent I, here, I find the arts so important. Um, you really you want become, to support the arts? Yes, you can become one of our not uncut members, um, sustaining members. Yes, uh, for just a hundred dollars a week. That's only um, four hundred dollars a month. Yes, and only one hundred dollars per half a podcast. Uh, you can be a not uncut <laughs> supporter, and you will receive a recording of Harley reading the poems of Alex Salzberg. So um, the last thing I'm I'm actually gonna transition to a, a story. It's uh oh, you've got some some prose. Yeah, it's uh it's uh it's the story of a young entrepreneur named Alex. Interesting. I wonder. Do you think maybe this was autobiographical in some way? I do. Who? I mean, who? How would we really know unless we asked him? I mean, he's he's long gone, but um, yeah. his legacy lives on. Lives uh, on here through the page. In uh, soggy popsicles. Yes. By Alex. Mm. Hi. I'm Alex, an ice cream man. I will tell you a story that happened on a couple of weeks ago. It all started when I left the freezer open in my truck. When I was just pulling into a parking space, a box of Nutty Buddies slid under the brakes. When I put my foot on the brakes, they wouldn't budge. My truck just kept going. I had no way of getting out because I was covered with melted ice cream. I broke through the fence and onto the beach. All the people got away in time, but I ran over three beach umbrellas a shell collection, five sandcastles, two crabs, nine blankets, a dead fish, 33 clam air holes, and a conch snail. 
and I went right in the water. I made sure that my windows were shut tight. When everything was settled, I realized that I was floating away and right toward Cape Cod. Now, I thought, my truck wouldn't make it from Georgia to Massachusetts. Or could it? On the way, I saw some neat whales. Most of them had the stuff in their mouths that looked like the bristles of a toothbrush. Then I had an idea. I believe that's baleen. (laughs) Yes. That's true. Then I had an idea. I knew how to get back home. I had plastic spoons. (gasps) What a guy. I had sticky (laughs) popsicles. Perfect. Where did I get such a good plan? So I started. I stuck 25 spoons together with ice cream. I opened the door halfway so not to let much water in and swam to the top of the truck. I used the spoons as oars and rowed away. Wow, that's uh, not done yet. Finally, I got back. You may think that's a happy ending. But don't forget the cost of the stuff on the beach I ruined and much more ice cream, a new truck, etc. That ended on a very financial, very business-like note. note. Did yes. you write the ending of this? <laughs> I did not. Uh, this was what? this a true entrepreneur. You know, he yeah. he that that's what it is. It's he's so it's tough. you know this is this he, he's doing his business and then um, you know he's uh, run a small business. Yeah, just yeah. when you and think then, things are going well, you and, have and then, to take some losses. Yeah, and then and then he goes into the the water and you know he doesn't come out and the the news cameras and the teams are oh my god how did you survive this everybody's so happy he's alive but you know what he's concerned about his losses because don't forget as i quote here the cost of the stuff on the beach he ruined he ruined nine blankets nine blankets i don't think you have to pay if you run over a snail (laughs) i'm sure peter would disagree uh, you know (laughs) sandcastles um, yeah, those those ain't cheap. And much more ice cream that he wasted. That's true. And new and, and let's not forget about a new truck. And then and I mean, then, especially if this is like a franchise, exactly. Uh, you know, he has to pay back the company well, he's, that he's leasing well, the truck from. Yeah, and that's I'm that's assuming. I'm yeah. assuming he owns it, but you know, it's not even and factoring then, in like the tax. And then and then we don't even know about this. He he ends it with a really interesting like I want more just etc period, which yeah. we all know is etc. So you know, he ruins all the stuff etc. What is that etc. We'll never know. So that's open to subjective interpretation. If you give now, yeah. there'll be a sequel. Look, listeners, we have um, chapter 2 through 19 of the Soggy Popsicles saga, but first, I want to talk about tote bags. <laughs> if you give now, uh, you will receive a not uncut tote bag, and inside will be um, Harley's Longitude Test, framed and uh, with a certificate of Autographed. authenticity. <laughs> Autographed by Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've talked about camp. We've looked in the drawer. Uh, what are your just overall day camp? Looking back, what are your thoughts? You know, it started out bad, and then it it got much better. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like it almost like the lesson is sort of find a camp, find find a camp that speaks to you, and and never never let it go. Yeah, but you know what? You know what's interesting is is you and I, yes. you and I did not ever try the overnight camp thing, and and yeah, we kind of mentioned that. It, 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 do you regret that? I don't think I do because I think I would have. I know, I know, I don't because I would have been way too scared at the time to do it. But I feel like I, I never really understood what the appeal was about it. I almost, I don't really know how to feel about it. I think we need to to talk to some people about overnight camp in order to to really make the final you know observation about whether or not we we messed up. You mean like hear their stories and then okay, yeah. Are you yeah. suggesting like like kind of a sequel? Yeah, I think I think we could do a part two. I think so. Goy boy, 
I'm down. You free next week? Yeah. So we could do we could do a part two on on overnight camps. We could call some people, yeah. you know, sort of listen to their tales of of what summer camp was like, and then after after we speak to each person, we can sort of uh, dissect the camp yeah. and, and determine and whether or not we would. Yeah, yeah and kinda, determine if we wanted to have gone there. Kind of make our final yeah, kind of make our final decision on whether we made the right call. So. Look, uh, not on co- congregation of listeners. Let us know if you have an overnight camp story that you want to tell in our next episode, and uh, we'll we'll get you on the line. Absolutely. Maybe uh, we'll get some fans of ours who uh, who have some stories about their camps. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Day Camp Part One. Uh, I'm Alex Salzberg. I'm Harley Yanoff, and I'm Goy Boy. That I'm, was cute, Goy Boy. I'm trying in this new thing. Do He's it again. I'm just like trying to be all cute. Oh my god, he's adorable. He's kind of like a, the lovable rascal of our podcast. He's so adorable. No, you. <laughs> oh, stop. That's my goy boy. <laughs> I guess you'd say what can make me feel this way. Goy boy. Goy boy. Goy boy. Talking about goy boy. Goy boy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And despite the fact that we clearly don't need it, thank you to Adam Salzberg for writing us a theme song. (laughs) Tune in next week for uh, part two, the sequel, Overnight Camp. Oh, yeah. When 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 things get freaky. When the sun goes down and things happen that Harley and I missed out on in our lives. (laughs) Or didn't. Or didn't. We're going to find out. Uh, Tune in in two weeks. Thanks again for listening. And uh, make sure that you subscribe, like, uh, tweet. Yeah. We are. Space it. We are not on Cut Pod on all the things, including Gmail, so you can send us an email or a voice memo there. No. And, um, yeah. Goy Boy is impressed. <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. I signed up for a lot of things. You, you made a lot of new passwords. So tell us your overnight camp stories, and maybe you'll make it onto the next episode. All right. Uh, <laughs> hey, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. I actually wrote a, um, I wrote a song oh. for, for you. Ooh, more songs. Are you going to sing it? For you. Just for me? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Guys. You know you're a goy. Oh, oh, he's my goy. He's a boy. He comes downtown. He celebrates Christmas. He's hanging around. Check it out. I said, goy, if you're a boy, you're a goy boy. Goy boy. <laughs> Yo, this is Luda in the house. My goy boy, like a mouse. Put your butt in my face. Luda's all up in the house. Luda Chris. Arr, arr.